0: So there's a lot of different things. That's why people get overwhelmed. So that's why we say, let's start room by room to keep it easy. Like don't overwhelm yourself too much. And that seems to be the best process.
1: Welcome to Elements of Styles, the business podcast that trades in scarce thinking for community conversation and ideas in abundance. Each week, I, Mark Stiles, sit with professionals and entrepreneurs, both local and global, and learn how they each add value to their communities, their partners, and their teams. Please enjoy. Hey, folks, welcome back to Elements of Styles. Today, I'm grateful to have Karen Powers of Keller Williams in Norwell on the South Shore of Boston. Karen is a real estate professional. Hey, Karen, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me.
1: So we were talking earlier, you have a new designation.
0: Yes. So back in 2019, in August, I received the Seniors Real Estate Specialist designation, which is from the National Association of Realtors. Um, it was something that had you know thought about doing just because organically, I had been working with people that were in the 50 plus um, age group a little bit more so than, um, I guess, before, probably because of my own age. So it just seems like a, a natural fit at the time. And looking at things initially, I was just looking at the numbers, right? And it was like 10,000 people a day were turning 65. Um, And I always got along well, like, you know, with my grandparents growing up and always had a good rapport and, um, you know, I always liked, I guess, the older generation because you learn so much from people. So I just kind of, I just honestly just kind of got it to get it, to be honest, um, initially. And then what happened was in October of 2019, I went to a women's conference And at that conference, everyone was in the senior's business. And then it was like a a light bulb went off for me. I was like, wow, this is really, I was learning so much. A woman got up and actually, she was a a daughter and she was a caregiver for her parents. And she had talked about everything she had gone through. And there's just so much I didn't know, um, even though I just got the designation and they had taught you all this stuff, just so much I didn't realize that people go through. So that really spoke to me. And then it became... You know, passion of mine. I was really into it and wanted to get more involved. But then, as you know, 2020 came and the pandemic hit. So I was kind of in a cocoon in terms of reaching out to seniors because I really couldn't get in front of people. Um, I was still working with seniors, but just wasn't um, able to get into like group settings and do any kind of education with them.
1: That's interesting. So w- w- let me ask you. So, well, first of all, how long have you been a real estate professional?
0: So, I've been licensed since 99 and I've been practicing full time since July of 2003. So, almost 20 years as a full time agent.
1: Wow. So, you've seen some of the cycles the 2003, four, five run up to wait yeah. nine, 08. 10, trough, and then back up again. And then the wildness of, of COVID. So mm-hmm. tell us you know I know you were thinking yeah I want to learn more about seniors and w- what is different like help us understand the differentiators from one agent who doesn't have this designation and and someone like yourself.
0: Okay so I always liked working with first time home buyers right and now when you're working with seniors many of them have been in their homes for you know 20 to 40 years and some are not um investors so this may have been the only purchase they ever made in terms of their home and now they need to sell it so they haven't been in the market for a long time so they need a lot of handholding. and and you know like a first-time buyer they're a first-time seller and sometimes they actually may be better off to stay in the home where they are because it may be just a better option for them so we call that you know aging in place is the industry standard i like to call it living in place right because what we're doing at the end of the day is still living most of us are living longer and actually, you know, more people more active today. So what happens is we meet people where they're at, right? So this is what, I think this is what differentiates us from your regular everyday realtor or what have you, is that we're meeting people where they're at. So if we go and we meet with somebody and let's say they're living in a two-story home that has a lot of stairs and there's no, you know, bedroom or any option of putting in a full bathroom on the first floor, we talk through that with them. Like, you know, why are you moving? What, what is your goal? What are your goals? So some might say, you know what, we have some health issues. So we're looking to move because we know we can't put the first floor bathroom into the home and we need to be able to be on, you know, either one level of living. And that's why we're looking to move. Other people we meet with, they may be in a ranch style home or a two story home where they do have, you know, a first floor bathroom that they can use. And then we just, we have trusted resources, right? So we may have an occupational therapist that will come out and show them how to make their home safe, right? So then they can live safely in that home. So we're not actually selling that home right now. They may be three to five years out from selling. So it's really, you know, a long-term relationship that you're having with somebody because you wanna do what's best for them. And if they are able to stay in home, that's really usually the best thing for people, right? Because they're more familiar. And then some people need to move on because maybe they have some memory issues um early signs of dementia going on so maybe they need to go into assisted living or a memory care unit.
1: So so you run more of a consultative practice as opposed to transactional commission based yes. profession. It's it's you, when would it make sense for someone to start talking with you if they're unsure what their future lay?
0: Really? Like now just because just to get know what about the process, right? Because the biggest thing with seniors are people that have been in their homes for a long time is the fear factor right they're afraid to make a move because they have all this stuff that they've accumulated over the years so they're afraid to downsize because they don't know where to start so we can help them with that so we have a plan in place and we help them through the downsizing process we have the resources of who they should call to help clean out their homes or what have you and then we have professionals as well that actually do can do the downsizing for them you know there is a cost associated with that but these people are professionals and they're they are just working with seniors too. So what we have found in this space is that people that are working with seniors are very passionate about it and they they have a um, like almost a call into it, right? Because there's so much, so much involved with it.
1: Well, tell us about that. Paint the picture a little bit about that purging, if you will, that thinning the stuff. The you know, I've lived in my house for under 20 years and I already know that there's a huge overwhelming. Uh, glutton of stuff, right? Do we really need the second grade art project? I don't know if we're going to go back and look at that anytime soon. I can only imagine 40 years of that yeah. kind of collection. Like what does that look like? What is the profession and who who comes in compassionately to help with that?
0: So this uh, national move managers, that's who um, would come in and help with that. And there's plenty of, you know, local people that we have. That we trust and are really kind and with the seniors and help them through the process. So it's really starting room by room, right? So, especially if you know where you're going, first of all, start with what you know what you need to take with you, right? That's the first thing. And then start taking your sticky notes out and saying, you know, we want to give this to family and friends. The issue with that is a lot of the stuff that you want to give on to your children or what have you, your grandchildren, a lot of times they don't want the stuff. And that's what's really has become an issue lately. Um, just because things have changed for people in terms of, you know, the China and all the little knickknacks and stuff like that. People, they don't want them. So now they have to figure out where are those going? Are they getting donated? You know, can we sell those? Are we going to have a, an estate sale? So there's a lot of different things. That's why people get overwhelmed. So that's why we say, let's start room by room to keep it easy. Like don't overwhelm yourself too much. And that seems to be the best process.
1: So do you see that the next generations are much more minimalists than the older generations? And that's kind of like, ooh, I don't need that cabinet for the TV that has a tube on it, right? Like, what do you, what do we do?
0: Exactly. So I found out in recent years, you know, what the um, terminology is, you know, brown furniture. Nobody wants wood furniture anymore. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, so you could have a beautiful piece that's, you know, 100 years old, 200 years old, right? And you may not be getting much money for it because it's just it's just not what people want necessarily. Like people are repainting things, repurposing them. So it's been an eye opener for people on that because things where they thought that maybe they are getting you know money for, it, they're not getting it um, at the end of the day. So a lot of times people will be selling things off because that's going to help them with their moving costs as well. So if you have a move manager come in and help you, they can actually sell things off for you, and you'd be surprised. I mean, we're talking. Your cleaning supplies underneath the sink that people will come in and purchase, so they can really make a lot of money off of stuff that will help with their move.
1: As opposed to throw it away, right? Somebody's trash is another person's treasure, right? Exactly. I would think some of the issue would be that the size of things were so much bigger, right? I'm back to the minimalists of the millennials and the mm-hmm. and the up and coming generations of you know we got to do more with less, right? And these big houses you know we've talked about this on on the podcast before is the you know the mcmansions these folks coming up don't really want those homes right what are we going to do with those homes but also the furniture you never really think about you know how you fill these big homes and uh and what to do with the stuff what about consignment is that a is that an option for folks too
0: Yep. Yep. So this, yeah, this consignment is um, also just, you know, donating because there's, there's um, people that will come to your home to pick up the donations. Yeah. Um, furniture always seems to be the g- biggest thing that you have to, you know, get rid of on your own in terms of bringing it to the consigner or, or what have you. Oh, they'll pick it up as well. But um,
1: what was the name they, of the group?
0: Oh, the National Move Managers. That's the downsizing movers movers belong to.
1: Yeah. So that's like an affiliation of people who are vetted and certified as senior specialists
0: yeah so they have the expertise to work with seniors um, and to really help them through it and they're all very you know honest and what have you because a lot of seniors will be like oh what about a yard sale you know could you help us with the yard sale and a good um, move manager will say you know you should really do that on your own you know because they're getting paid an hourly rate right? right so they're honest and ethical they're doing the best for their client as well right so they'll say like you should do that with your family members You know, we can help you organize it if you'd like. But, you know, if you really want to do that, then you should do that on your own just to save some costs.
1: A move manager. I've never I've never heard that term before. A move manager. That's interesting. You mentioned people who will come and donate because I know a lot of folks in this situation. It's, you know, it's give away, throw away, keep, right? Three very separate and distinct piles. But people don't like to throw things away. Who out there would come and, and make use of, of furniture for someone who needs it.
0: Uh, Yeah, there's different places. I want to say it's like my brother's keeper. Um, And then there's different, you know, other nonprofits that they, they need furniture, what have you. I mean, mattresses, you get rid of the mattresses, right? Unless you're taking them with you. But other than that, you, um, you know, you have to purge the mattresses. So there are some nonprofits that will come out and help you with that.
1: And the move managers usually have those relationships too.
0: Yeah, they can. Or like, I will get involved with that as well. I have a whole list of resources for my clients um, that I give them of people because a lot of them don't have it. So it's just, I have a list and I give that to people, you know, even when we're just talking, they may have not even hired us yet, um, but yet we're giving them that information because they need that information. Yeah. And then they can, you know, make the phone calls and do what they think is, you know, best for them. You know, interestingly, I moved both my parents during the pandemic. So I went through all this and I like always to tell my, you know, my peers that, you know, if you have the opportunity to help your parents downsize, do it now, because I can't imagine the emotional burden of doing it when your parents are no longer with you because there's so much to go through. Um, So I think I feel lucky in that respect that we were able to go through things together and get it down to a manageable load at this point, in terms of you know what they want to keep and what have you, because they were just moving into condos, so they still you know could have other moves down the road for them. But it's very, I don't, know, I guess I tell everybody like yourself when you said you have stuff, like I would start purging now.
1: Well, yeah, let's so let's let's talk about that. So it, it's a really interesting um, way of looking at it, right? So if the parents stay and then die you're sitting there in the in the in the morning as well as you're going through the mm-hmm. things and you don't know what to do but they are making the decisions in advance while you know they have the cognitive state and you can start purging even if you're not looking to move right so that was your question right. to, even if you're not looking to move like how do you do that like what's a i mean there's psychological components to you know collecting things right so like yeah. what is a strategy to help do that I know you said room by room but you know some people will not allow things to be thrown away
0: right no it, it's hard I mean I every day because my kids are in school now or right? they're in college so I'm getting rid of things every day but I'm still having a hard time myself letting go of things and then I you know take a step back and be like okay do I want to move with this and then the question becomes no I don't want to take this with me I don't need to take this with me and then sometimes you have to make the hard choice of where that item is going right and then some stuff is just should just go and sometimes you need someone else to come in that's why it's good to have outside resources to be able to come in because they're not emotional about it they can be practical about it and talk you through it so that's really the best thing for our people is to get someone outside because they're not as close to it.
1: And and talk you through it. I hear a lot of real estate professionals talk about the need for a therapy degree and certification as well. I would imagine these, these movers would too. That's an interesting um, responsibility to help people purge through uh, their memories. What, yeah. what, what, what are some of the other professionals that you work with when you're, you know, putting a team together for a senior or an elderly person either living at home right but I know the industry term is aging in place living in place you refer to it as um
0: mm-hmm.
1: or or simply you know staying staying put what, staying what put, type of, yeah yeah what type of folks are you working with
0: so reverse mortgage um I have a person that I work with in reverse mortgages um and that's all he does and he's the most honest ethical person I know and he genuinely cares about his clientele, and he's not a salesperson. He really talks people through the reverse mortgage process and lets them know if they think if he thinks it's the right um, tool for them, because in some cases, it's, it's not the right tool. So a reverse mortgage could help you stay um, in your home for a longer period of time.
1: So if, if I were to guess, I think you're talking about somebody who was also a guest on this podcast, folks. David Tortelot. Um yes a more uh, reverse mortgage specialist right here, also on the South shore of mm-hmm. Boston. Tell, to explain to me why you feel strongly about reverse mortgages.
0: Well, I think for some people, you know, you have to be 62, first of all, to be able to tap into a reverse mortgage. And I think it's a good vehicle for people for their retirement planning. And I've talked to David, you know, immensely about this and how it can help you financially, you know, stay in place. Um, you know, a lot of things when he explains it, he'll say, you know, he's going to do it when he's 62, is that, you know, he may decide to go on vacation one month, right? So that month, he may decide not to pay the mortgage, because it's in reverse, right? So he doesn't have to pay it. um, And he'll take the vacation instead for that month.
1: You know, I I love, so I I talked at length with David, and, um, you know, I love his view of it being a financial tool with respect to, a stock market that may be low, right? Maybe the yeah. stock market crashed, right? And you have the need to draw income from your securities, but they're low, right? Mm-hmm. You you're, you're taking them at a loss. Where with the reverse mortgage, you can you can pull from that fixed rate and leave the securities to gain back, which they tend to always do. Right. And yeah, so big fan ch- folks, check out uh, the episode with David Tortelot on Elements of Styles. We talked in depth about reverse mortgage and that's interesting. So those are for folks that, you know, want to live in place, right? So you yeah. don't get paid on that though,
0: right? right.
1: So help us understand your mission.
0: Well, again, it's, it's about doing what's right for the client, right? And if the right thing is for them to stay in place because this is where they're comfortable and this is where it financially works for them, then that's what we need to do. And then hopefully, you know, they have other people, um, either children involved, adult children involved, or they have a power of attorney. You know, we love it when they have, um, you know, people that are looking out for them and they're protected, right? They have an elder care attorney or they have a power of attorney um, that can really help them through this. And hopefully, we have a relationship with their team. You know, it gets a little trickier if we do not have a relationship with their team. So then we may not end up selling the home down the road because the team may you know, be out of state, didn't know about us. And, you know, that happens. But, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, it's just really about doing the right thing for people. Um, obviously we want to make a living, but at the end of the day, it's what's doing what's right. And I feel like when you do what's right for people, it will, it will come back to you because people can tell when you're genuine. Um, I just don't think you can fake being genuine and, and real with people. I mean, I, what you see with me is what you get, right? So I think that's the um, the biggest piece of it.
1: Give it out in slices. It comes back in loaves. Brian Buffini always said. <laughs> um, I love it. You can't fake being authentic, authentic and genuine. You should, certainly can't fake it for long without people figuring it out, right? So I love right. that consultative approach, but I also love the team approach. You know, you mentioned that maybe financial advisors out of state or something like that. And the the mm-hmm. fraction of the network around that individual, but it's so nice when, you know, the real estate professional and the CPA and the financial advisor and the estate planning attorney, and, you know, the, um, the property and casualty insurance agents are all talking with one another and mm-hmm. all with the same focus, right? The move managers. I love, I love that new industry that I'm unaware of, which I'm going to definitely dig into a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. but all of them are working together for the same core purpose, right? And yeah. that's, that's the, the well-being of the folks. And you know, it's hard enough doing it yourself in in any one of those things, but you know, it's the people who are trying to do it themselves in all, it's 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 frustrating to see. And you hope that, you know, people find folks like you who can kind of quarterback that process and introduce them to. the 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 various people that can help them help them be successful ultimately like why spend your time stressing and learning and trying to figure things out when these professionals are here to consult with you and and help you
0: no exactly and I think that's you know so you ask other people that we work with um you know we like to stay in our lane right so our job is to help you figure out what you're doing with your home right if you're going to sell it or what have you but then we work with um Senior certified senior advisors that will help place people into you know assisted living, independent living, and memory care. So we go around and we you know tour all the local assisted living and memory care and independent care just to get familiar with it and to know you know what they're offering um, and what have you and the cost, just so we have an idea so that we can intelligently talk to our clients when they say oh we're going to be moving into here and um you know and why they're moving so. The Certified Senior Advisor, what they do is they know all the places intimately. They know about the changes that are going on. They're, you know, eating, breathing, and drinking that every single day. So we will refer people to them because they can take you out. They'll talk. They'll come the same way we're coming in. They'll come in and talk to the client as well, find out what they're looking for. Because sometimes you may have, you know, one spouse that needs memory care and the other one that's independent. So where's the right place for them to go? Because it's not all one size fits all. It's like better places than others. And that's what, you know, a senior um, certified advisor can help you with because they know the places intimately and they'll take you around. And it's better to do that while you're feeling good. Because unfortunately, 90% of the time, the people are just, you know, they're coming out of rehab and then the next thing you know, they need to go into one of these communities and they're not you know, prepared for it. Whereas if you go when you're feeling good and feeling healthy, now you've, you've taken a tour because no, one, a lot of people just, they don't wanna look at it, right? We don't wanna see it, we don't wanna think about it. But if you go and you look, because they're great, everyone in the community is so warm and welcoming. The staff is just, they're, they're amazing. Um, I've been very um, intrigued and excited when I go in to meet the different communities um, because it is, it's a community. Um, of of a home for people and I think people it puts their minds at ease when they go in and actually take a tour and start seeing in places um, because I think they might have a different perception of what it is
1: there's so much in that conversation but you know what I of course jump to is the difference between proactive and reactive Right, right coming out of rehab and now you have to do this that's yep. not going to be nearly as pleasurable. If you in let uh, open up your mind early on and say, here's some of the possibilities before I have to, but so mm-hmm. few people are proactive and allowing themselves to think forward like that, as opposed to Oof, something just happened. And now we need to move really fast.
0: Right. Yeah. And you can always move out of the places, but you know, it's hard, you know, they're, you know, they're, um, a lot of them are full, right? So there's waiting lists and what have you. So, and I get it. I mean, it's it's another stage of life that, you know, you really don't want to um, think about, but it's better to do it while you're feeling good and be able to pick out where you want to live.
1: You know, I won't ask you to give me specifics, but, you know, finger in the wind, what percentage of people are going into assisted living versus going to live with family members?
0: Well, I don't know if I really have a percentage on that because, everyone's at different levels, right? So if you're going into assisted living, living, then obviously you need some extra help, right? So um, people that are usually moving in with the families, either one, they have outside caretakers that they can afford to bring into the home to help, or um, they may not have as many health needs, right? So I just think, again, it's based on where your stage of life where you're at. Um, But I do know a lot of people that have turned their homes into multi-generational homes And, you know, I think you mentioned, you know, in terms of like loosening up some, you know, guidelines, like is what people call like granny pods or what have you. People want to be able to put maybe another structure in their yard because, you know, the parents still have independence, but yet they want to be close to the family, right? So we do see a lot of people that when they're moving this, they'll tell us we're moving because our kids all live out of state and we want to be closer or we're moving into the middle of the country because this way we're going to be equidistant between all the kids. And this is where we, you know, we summered or what have you and where we want to be. Um, so we are seeing a lot of that going on right now.
1: Are you seeing some of the folks that do want to do construction or bring their parents into the property having some level of um, challenges with towns allowing them to have separate structures on the property?
0: Yes, because a lot of times they're not in, you know, it's like a non-conforming lot, right, so that they have to go in front of the planning board and zone in, um, and then that brings in to the abutters, so it brings in a whole slew of, you know, issues that can come up. So, yes, people, I am seeing that people have, you know, issues just doing things.
1: Well, get on board with me because I'm on the train of pushing some agenda around these ancillary um, units, these housing units to help with. You know, a the housing shortage that we have, B, uh the you know, the restrictions that folks are under based on the fact that they wanna, you know, have family members come and, and respect their elders. And uh, yeah. yeah, we're pushing pretty, pretty hard on it because we're seeing exactly what you're seeing. It's it's a challenge. The red tape is 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 really thick and you know, sometimes insurmountable and it's it's really unfortunate i love that the term granny pod especially if they are those storage containers that can be moved in and out right i mean it doesn't have to be a a permanent structure and it's certainly not a two-family next-door neighbor you don't have to worry about oh. you know, it's 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 very frustrating for us but um i'm on board with you on that and and anyone who's listening you know yeah. please I- reach out because we're we're really bullish on on getting these ancillary dwellings allowed in in towns to help help folks with the housing crisis in essence, right?
0: Right? well, yeah, there's a huge affordability issue, right? Yeah. um right now in our state and um, our towns, and you know I know um, you know here in our own town that we're trying to change that and to help people. And I think you know the important thing is I think if you stay in the landscape, right? So if you put things that are attractive attractive looking on the um, you know, on your own lot or what have you that stays in the landscape, I think, then we should be allowing more things, especially if we can handle it because it's not necessarily bringing in more traffic. um, Because a lot of our seniors may not be driving anymore either right so I just think we need to do more to help people.
1: Help people. I love that, and and like you said, they they want to be close to their family, but they don't want to be under the same roof necessarily. Let's give people their independence too, right?
0: Exactly. Yeah, you need your space.
1: So, Karen, let me ask you um, a question. So, somebody works with you, a family works with you, couple, yep. individual, what have you, and they've successfully closed and and transitioned to their their new normal and they wanna sit down and they wanna write out a review on Google or on Facebook or somewhere. What does that sound like?
0: You know, I guess for me at the end of the day, I would like people to say that, you know, Karen was true to her word and she always represented us with our best interest at heart. You know, she really put us first um, in the transaction and made it easy and it wasn't, you know, she took the stress out of it for us. But at the end of the day, it's what I have is my integrity. And I just really want people to think that I did the best job possible for them.
1: I love that. I love that. Well, I thank you for stepping outside your comfort zone, Karen, because I know that this was a little bit outside your comfort zone, and you did amazing. I'm sure everybody agrees with me and is going to share this. Make sure it goes viral for Karen, (laughs) but you can't get out that easily. The one thing that I love, you know, scare yourself every day. Right? We talked about that and you know, advance that comfort zone. I think the best comfort zone icebreaker is karaoke. And when we're all together, Karen, with a group of other like-minded folks who are guests on this podcast, like David Tortola, he'll be there. Uh, yeah. And you can listen to that episode and hear what he's going to sing. But you're next, Karen, up on the mic. What are you singing?
0: Okay. Well, I've been thinking about this because I have listened to your other episodes and last night I was belting out some tunes because I actually nice. do like this thing. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, um, I and I do want to say I do have the reserve the right to change my mind Always. on what song. Always. Okay. <laughs> but right now I was practicing and I didn't really hit all the notes, but um, I'm gonna go with Adele. I'm a big fan. Whoa. And um I know right I'm not so I'm not going with like one of those groups so you're
1: having... a you're a real singer
0: <laughs> well no I wouldn't say that I have I aspire to this mark but okay. I wouldn't say that yeah 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 okay, I'm a good um that. I'm a good um singer in the shower
1: I'll tell so. you Adele, Adele is real deal like that's like me saying I'm gonna sing Michael Jackson yeah,
0: yeah well, I know I guess go big or go home right so
1: yes I love it so what songs <laughs>
0: Um, I guess I'm going to go with "Someone Like You," is the name of the song. I love it. So,
1: I can't wait to hear it.
0: Oh yeah, well we'll see.
1: We will see. I can't <laughs> wait. You know, you've been awesome. I learned so much today. I really, I really appreciate you coming on and and sharing your knowledge about what you're doing. And how would someone get in touch with you if they wanted to connect with you?
0: Sure. So if you want to connect with me, you can connect with me by phone, which is my cell seven eight one. 413 4120 Again, that's 781-413-4120. And also you could connect with us on Facebook at Massachusetts Seniors Lifestyle Solutions, where we offer educational information and also put out there where we're going to be speaking next um, in terms of educating you on the sale of your home, as well as our trusted advisors will be there as well to help you with your future needs.
1: Cool. And if people are moving out of state, is that something you can help them with? or?
0: Yep. So we we work with realtors across the United States that we actually speak with on a weekly basis and that we have vetted um, that are great at helping you move. They're also senior real estate advisors and that's their passion as well. So we can help you if you're moving out of state or if you're moving back into state, you know, we can help with those agents as well.
1: Awesome. And folks, if you're running on the treadmill or walking the dog and you don't have a pen, don't worry. Thomas will put it in the show notes so you can open it up and push right through and, and give Karen a call. Karen, thank you again. We really appreciate you coming coming on and sharing.
0: All right, well, thanks for having me, Mark. I really appreciate it.
1: Folks, this has been another amazing episode of Elements of Styles. If you learned something, share this. If you think of somebody who could use this information, share it with them or everyone. Have a great week, everybody. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on your platform of choice for a new episode each week and share this with everyone and anyone. If you have any questions or comments or have an idea for another guest, feel free to shoot me an email at mstyles at styles-law.com. That's M-S-T-I-L-E-S at styles-law.com. And if you are a real estate professional, be sure to check us out on our private exclusive Facebook page, The Real Estate School at 892 for content and Massachusetts continuing education opportunities. Be well, folks. This podcast is being provided for informational purposes only. The podcast is not a comprehensive overview of the subject and is not intended to provide legal or financial advice or an endorsement of any product or business. The views expressed by podcast guests are their own and their appearance on the podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Please seek legal, financial, or tax advice before taking any action on the matters or
0: products discussed herein.